Merry Flixmas to us. Welcome back to another season of Christmas and Chill. I'm Algus. And I'm Katrina. And we're here for season two. We're ready to guide you through another set of Netflix's finest made-for-Netflix Christmas movies. Our goal is to get through another five this season, so hopefully Netflix has been working hard. We know there are at least three in the pipeline, so I I think we're going to make it. All right, hopefully those elves uh, and bots writing movies at Netflix can quickly churn these things out. I hope so, too. I, I have faith. I have the Christmas spirit, I believe. Yeah. We're going to kick it off strong with Holiday in the Wild, starring Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe. All right, so Katrina, why did we pick Holiday in the Wild? Well, I mean, Netflix starts to give us gifts earlier and earlier every year. And this year, what was it, like November 8th, they dropped Holiday in the Wild. And I was just so ravenous for a new holiday movie that we, we just, had we had to start from the top. We pounced on it. We like pounced on it. a... Lion in the Serengeti. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Katrina, kick off the synopsis. Okay. Kate, played by Sex and the City's Kristen Davis, faces an empty nest and now being the only bird in the nest as her husband leaves her seconds after their son leaves for college. She embarks on their second honeymoon solo, Destination Zambia. There, she meets the ever-hunky Derek, played by the ever-hunky Rob Lowe, who is both a tour guide and an elephant enthusiast. Through a harrowing elephant rescue, we learn that Kate is actually Dr. Kate, a rusty veterinarian. In the rescue and moments that follow, sparks fly, new trails are blazed, and Kate finds the key to her own happiness. Wonderful synopsis. Thank you. Very clear. Okay, I did my best. (laughs) This is so challenging every time to not be like, and then, and then, and then, and then. (laughs) There's a lot of details. Hard to... But we'll get into that. We'll get into those finer details. Hard to distill it to its essence. Let's launch into our first segment of the new season, which we are calling... Hate or Great. So we're going to look through some beautiful IMDb reviews of this film and tell you what's great about it, what people love about it, and what people aren't loving so much. So, uh, Katrina, why don't you kick us off on the right foot in the positive direction? Absolutely. So this is a 10 out of 10 from Graham VR. In all caps, it says, Thank you, Netflix. Truly beautiful. Here's the review. Netflix has finally made a wonderful, nonviolent movie. Keep more coming, and I will continue my membership. This film is so beautifully made, wonderfully scenery, and a lovely love story. And of course, the animals, especially the elephants. Nice to see Rob Lowe's real son in it. A truly beautiful story about people who care. An astonishing story about trying to save the elephants, which are still under threat from poachers in Africa. Thank you again, Netflix, and keep the good stories coming. So what I learned from that was (laughs) Rob Lowe's real son is an actor. Yeah, I, I suppose so. And I don't think he's his son in this film because he has no son in this film. Well, he becomes his son. Well, to be determined. We will just we will find out. Did they get two actors for the price of one? Ooh, maybe. 
He's like, Dad, I want a job. And he was like, I'll pay you $20 a day to tag along. It lowered the price of the actors. What I also learned is apparently Netflix only create has created violent films to date because finally they made a wonderful non-violent movie. Fine. All the other Christmas movies were violent. Total slasher films, every last one of them. And this was refreshingly not. All right, let's go... Uh... Dance with a negative. Ooh. Uh, speaking of dancing, uh, oh. this is posted by Dancing Queen 38603. Ooh. Another political agenda. Ooh. What started out as what could have been a cute rom com with two fun actors turned into how we, man, are the most dangerous creatures alive. Dot, dot, dot. Being preached by two wealthy actors who I'm sure fly private jets. Ooh. Dot, dot, dot. I'm so over Netflix and their political agendas, dot, dot, dot. Can I just have some good, non-biased TV? Thanks. Three out of, eight out of 30 found this helpful. Oh, well, eight people felt like, all right, yeah. Well, um, Do you feel like you were, um, you were being agended during this film? Well, I don't typically look for political fights True. so i don't automatically categorize things as political but I, I guess especially like the conservation of animals i'm like we could probably all agree that we should keep the ones around that we can i think some people are th- so thin-skinned that when anything suggests that life could be better it offends them Oof, and yeah. they're like get the politics off of me how dare you bring up these politics and it's like what i just asked you if you wanted ice cream this is a movie about elephants, lady. I happen to stumble upon another review that I think deserves to be aired out here. And it comes from uh, Fair Winds Today. And it says, Okay, film, with qualifiers, 7 out of 10. Having worked in Africa for many years, I thought I would put in my two cents. The third world nations of Africa are poverty level and caught within constant political strife and corrupt governments. Poaching, for instance, dot dot dot. Elephants for their tusks has a different meaning for the re- for Africans than for the rest of the world. They have no concept of what extinction means, and that these magnificent animals are a legacy that must be protected. Since they are poverty-stricken, it is always about whatever meager profit they can make, whether it is illegal or not. Since these animals have been around for millennia, they see no problem with slaughtering them. The film itself is a cutesy pie, unrealistic, and Pollyanna Western viewpoint of deeply troubled nations. The most dangerous animal in Africa is the mosquito, which kills half a million people per year on the planet, so living and working there is not a cutesy pie experience. In this respect, it is a disservice to what is really going on. But then, who doesn't like Rob Lowe? I'd say that was a hate and great. There was some hatred yeah. there, some uh, some greatness. But 18 out of 29 found it helpful. Wow. Now we know about African geopolitics thanks to that review. According to this person's viewpoint, we don't know what their background is, uh, what took them to Africa. Yeah, it could have um, been like a uh, a layover somewhere and then they just saw poverty. It said many years, in fairness. Uh, I don't know. Some people could have been exaggerate. in the military. Yeah. Could have been. Which can lend a very different viewpoint. Yeah. Because you're seeing different things. I don't know. But I did learn that the most <laughs> most dangerous animal is the mosquito. I did learn that some people uh, paint with broad strokes. 
Yeah. And that was... Uh, well, in fairness, the directors of this film paint with broad strokes, but we'll get into that. I guess two different strokes. Different strokes, different folks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now on to the exciting part, which is our first sponsor of this oh podcast. Oh, my gosh. Christmas and Chill is sponsored by Skinny Piggy Kombucha, the most refreshing kombucha on the planet. Throughout this episode, you will be met by refreshing moments where you will be reminded of your sponsor. And can I just say, I've never had such a refreshing experience as cracking open a cold Skinny Piggy Kombucha when I'm getting ready to record this podcast. So speaking of cracking open, let's crack open this movie. Whoop, whoop. All right, let's dive into this episode. Figure out what the hell happened during this movie. What the hell happened? Well, it first starts out. We get the regular opening shot of New York City in the summer. The greatest city of all. Well, well, no, it's not a regular shot if it's in the summer. This is a Christmas movie. Right, Christmas movie. So you expect CGI snowflakes all over the screen. Right. This time, no, greenery. And you're probably thinking to yourself, ha, Netflix is so cheap. They couldn't even get winter shots in New York. Wrong. They thought about that. It is It is purposeful. August. It is purposeful. This is a family that is getting their Christmas card picture taken right from the get-go. And it's a picture-perfect family. Right. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? The son is allegedly headed off for college. That's why they're taking the photo so early. The fact is that it needs to be addressed... This child looks like he could be 30. Yeah, 18 like, going on 30. <laughs> yeah, easily. And as we learned from the reviews, is Rob Lowe's son, which is a fun fact. Yeah. But Rob Lowe is not the man in question here, is it? It's some other bum. Some other bum. So uh, after this uh, Christmas card picture is taken, of course, we get the busy, overworked husband trope. He's not even interested in his family. He's like, can I get back to work, please? Uh, yeah, he's, he's peeping his cell the whole time. It's such a mess. And uh, we should note now, we should address the obvious, that it's Charlotte from Sex and the City that is playing the mom, a.k.a. Kristen Davis. I did not recognize that. Uh, you are not an HBO file from circa uh, 1997 plus? No, but what I did notice was that this kid, uh, when he goes off to college, he packs his keyboard. He does. They make a big long shot of him zipping up the keyboard, and some female is taking him to college. She's not really addressed at all. No, she we just don't know like if shows sister. up and hauls him away. They never said, yeah, never really established, not established her role but in the movie. Charlotte from Sex and the City says, "You guys must have a lot to talk about." And I'm like, "Are they just seeing each other for the first time?" I don't know. The last time? I don't. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. There's really. I mean, is that his therapist? She looked younger than him. In fairness, she looked closer to 18 than he did. Hmm. But um, it is kind of odd that like the parents aren't taking this kid to college. Yeah, I, I found that odd as well because that was very memorable in my life having uh, my dad drop me off at college and surprised that these parents. I guess the dad's just too busy to do that. He's not involved, but like she's a stay-at-home mom and has been for eighteen. Not years. Not stay-at-home. She's a lunching lady. A lady who lunches lady. is the term. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that, so let's cut to that scene, right? No, we have to talk about the height measurement. So, yeah. so that's important, I guess, for this movie. They want to establish some kind of nostalgia yeah uh or i don't know like get make you emotionally attached to them through some kind of action and that's marking height on 
Like a pillar in their house. A pillar in her house. And when he's going off to college, he's like a couple inches taller than he was last time. Which, how long ago was last time, if that's... I don't know. Uh, my theory, I want to check the dates. My theory is that these parents are feeding him human growth hormones. Because <laughs> I guess that's a thing. Yeah, you learned that on some other podcast, correct? Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess uh, there are privileged parents who decide that their children are too short. So they feed them human growth hormones. Yep. So uh, I'm just going to assume that's the case here. And the hormones worked off to college success. Off to college at the solid five foot eight. Um, so anyway, the door closes. Kids off to college. Goodbye, son. The husband just stomps off. And yeah, he, she's he, like, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, the door's barely closing. Dad's like, uh, yeah, I don't really feel you. Well, Bye. she's like, hey, I booked us a vacay, our second honeymoon. Why are, I thought people took their second honeymoons like a year to five years later, not like 18 years later, 20 years later. So anyway, she booked the second honeymoon. She and wants he's to do like, something nice to rekindle the spark. And he's like, babe, spark is gone. Not in love with you. No, there's no firewood on the fire. And he's like, I'm staying down the street at the Ritz if you want to find me. And he like takes one duffel bag, which apparently has all of his shit stuff in it and i mean he's too busy to dress himself so yeah he left a lot of clothes behind because then she throws it all in the bag yeah he's he's too them. busy to care about anything besides his business wow and we don't even know what that business might be but it doesn't matter yeah but uh all the stuff that he left behind that gets put on the curb yeah she does the classic trope of like shove it all in a bag and throw it on the curb and says like free yeah uh, and like, the doorman's like, what in the world? She couldn't even bother to go to Goodwill. <laughs> she couldn't even call, like, 1-800-GOD-JUNK. Yeah, like, well, I guess she's well, she wants to give it away. emotionally she's... distraught, supposedly. She doesn't act like it. Yeah, the reaction is pretty mild for... Pretty tepid? like yeah, tepid. It's like, oh, well... Like, it's when I come back from the store getting slightly the wrong thing, uh-huh. like... Like purple conditioner? Yeah. Conditioner for blonde-haaired woman as when, opposed to... When I am a brunette. <laughs> yeah. I did inadvertently change Katrina's hair due you to did. the champagne that I... Or, sh- <laughs> due to the shampoo that I bought. It was very nice of you to go to the store for me. Whatever. Yeah. But I think you were probably equally as miffed as she was uh, hearing the yeah. news that her le- <laughs> husband is leaving her. Yeah. I think I was just like, oh, well, I'll figure it out. I don't know I'll if that says something about... Your reaction to my shampoo purchasing or her? I think more her. I don't know. Somebody might freak out about their shampoo purchases. Maybe. Whatever. After this, it's just uh, well, one after the other. Well, cut to her girlfriends. Oh, yeah. They're gabbing. <laughs> gabbing. Girlfriends gab at the big lunch cafe. It's some kind of like fancy Zardies or something. And they're sitting down having their fancy... Fancy pants lunchtime during a work week, so right. ladies They're not lunch. working. They're not working. They're drinking cocktails. They're thinking about which yoga class they're going to hit later. That's their contribution to society. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're late. She's talking about how she's going to reenter the workforce. Right. And they poo-poo it. They're like, this is what your purpose is. Yeah. And she's like very offended that she would be considered a lady who lunches. They kind of support her, I guess. They seem like real dingbats, let's be honest. If we can, and I think they do that on purpose, like make her friends seem completely flighty, 
New York weirdos, basically. Which doesn't really serve a huge purpose. Except later when she FaceTimes them from Africa and they're like, girl, come home. Yeah, I guess to maybe sh- set up some contrast. Or like, the, it's almost, well, we'll get there. But it's like Africa's, you know, morally right and New York is so messed up. Over-commercialization. Yeah. And- Anyway, she decides, I'm going to still go on this second honeymoon by myself. She's like, F it, I'm going to Zambia. But at every single step of the trip, she is reminded that this is a couple's trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, she arrives at the airport, and uh, I didn't write down the city that she landed in. I didn't either. That was bad. But the driver was for Mr. and Mrs. Conrad. He's like, where is Mr. Conrad? Yep, and she's like, ah, it's just me. And then she goes into her hotel room, and there's, like, uh, the towels are folded like a pair of elephants kissing. Towel animals, if you will. And she's like, ah, I'm only one elephant. So she pops the Chris and downs a bottle of champagne. Yeah. And then hits the bar, where she is served a dinner for two. Yep, they're like, yeah, your meal plan includes a dinner for two, and... She's like, I don't know what to do with all this food. Is one lobster enough for two people? It was a pretty full plate. There were other things on it. Okay. And then make sure everybody's getting enough protein out here. And then uh, come left stage. Enter the hunkiest of hunks. Yeah. Roblo. Roblo. Who I will refer to as Roblo because I don't remember the character's name. It's Derek. I had to find it and write it down. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was just like, it's Roblo and Kristen Davis. And that's who it is. Well, he's a hunk of a man. He comes in, you know, he's playing Talk, it pretty suave. Yeah, he's, he's talking about playing poker with the bartender, and they're like, I'm going to take all your money. Like the classic stupid poker joke. Yeah, and then he uh, starts noticing that uh, she's... A saucy woman in a leopard print dress sitting by herself. Yeah, all by herself. And down he, in martinis and reading a book. Yeah, and he starts kind of flirting with her, but uh, then you he's find out... He's negging her. That's full on negging. Yeah. What's negging? Okay, so negging is like when a guy is really mean to a girl as a method to try and get them to like her. It's a theory that many... Does that strategy work? According to some, yes. I think in this case it worked to get him food. Yeah, he acquired a meal because He, he of it. acquired that meal, so... And that know. guy knows how to take down a lobster, let me yeah. tell you. Maybe I should neg for food. Go to... <laughs> Go to Olive Garden and be be like kind of a dick. What's that place people. in Dayton, like Lily's Bistro or something? Go to a place like that. You need to go to a bougie place. Coco's Bistro. Coco. Okay, yeah. Sponsored oh. by Coco's Bistro, <laughs> where you can tape down somebody else's lobster. Dinner for two is a nice refreshing moment <laughs> that could really use a skinny piggy kombucha. It really, you know what? If she were drinking kombucha, I bet she would have felt better about her situation. Yeah, alcohol does not uh, make you feel better in the long run. No, Just it does for the moment. Sure does. Yeah. But the next day, she's going to be having some anxiety. I smell it. Well, anyway, she's taken down. Then the next day, she has to go to her airplane because she has to travel from her hotel to the safari. And she's dressed in her finest, like, Meryl Streepery from out of Africa, which I just kind of figured a white lady in Africa, that's what they were going to do. And sure enough, they did it. Anyway, you look at the back of the pilot, and the pilot turns around, and it's Rob Lowe. Surprise. Now we got those those two people in an airplane, tight quarters, gonna fly somewhere. Yeah. Rob Lowe, he's like, "Uh, don't write a bad review. Um, He's like, don't yelp me. 
Yeah, I don't know what he said. It was something stupid. Something stupid. But then uh, they fly around. They do some cool flying. And then Rob's like, hold on. We need to land. a sharp turn. It almost looks like he does a barrel roll. We need to land this plane. And I'm not going (laughs) to explain it to you. And you're not going to be surprised by it. And he was like, stay in the plane. And of course, she leaves the plane. Because curiosity. Finds Rob Lowe staring at a dead elephant and a baby elephant. Yep. Real cute, real sad. Yeah, so this movie just got heavy really quickly. If you saw the title of this movie, you thought you were in for some fun. What you were in for is Elephants Need Our Help. Yeah, it got real. Real quick. It got real political. According to some, yes. This is a political issue and not not a necessity. Uh, So anyway, uh, Rob radios in to his pals like, hey, we got an elephant pickup. Let's pick up this baby. So truck pulls up. Wait, first... Take your shirt off. Oh, yeah. The take off your shirt. How could I forget? So that was a very fu- uh, fun scene to watch. For people who are interested. <laughs> For people who are interested in well-shaped women. <laughs> I'm just saying Chris and Davis still got it going on. Yeah. And uh, they coincidentally stuck her, like, like made things pop right yeah. after a scene where she was asked to remove her shirt. There was no nudity in this film. No, in no case, nudity. In case you're wondering chaste, whether this all is all. safe for children. It is safe for children. Oh, but, totally. Uh, the producers decided to... Play up certain assets. Yeah, play it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of set the mood of like, oh, this is silly. Well, and it kind of shows that like she's so um, New York that she's not going to go to Africa and like let those puppies rest and wear a bralette or anything. No, she's got to <laughs> let them shine at all times. You're always on a stage. Yeah. The world is your stage. So anyway, she pops off her jacket. They throw it over the elephant's eyes to tackle it. Yeah. And wait for the rescue crew. Rob Lowe could have taken off his shirt. We could he have did. seen. He took off his jacket. But he didn't use that to put on the elephant's eyes. Yeah, I don't know what he used that for. <laughs> I think he was just like, I'm getting ready for a wrestling match. Yeah. He could have used his jacket. So He just wanted to see some, some nice scenery. I mean, he could have taken off one more layer and we would have. Well, we get... We still get a payout on Rob, yeah. though. Don't you worry. All right, yeah. The, he, he gets his chance to show off on screen. Yeah. So anyway, we have to address the elephant in the room, the white savior complex that just gets delivered right on in here. Right. So everybody pulls up from the elephant rescue. They load the elephant in the truck. She's like, no, take me with him. He's mine now. And they're like, what do you know? And she's like, I'm a veterinarian. Or at least I practiced 20 years ago. On dogs and cats. And they're like, what do you know about elephants? Nothing. And they're like, well, you're... Welcome to the team, white lady. (laughs) You're highly qualified. We barely get vets to come here. Yeah, and they give her a jacket that's coincidentally in her size, like on the truck. All of it just didn't sit right. It was kind of odd. Yeah. Definitely like, oh, goodness, we've been waiting for you. I don't know how how this organization might not have a vet on staff or at least qualified people to... Well, I would say those people work with the elephants every day. So, like, wouldn't they be the experts? They're essentially taking on an extra mouth to feed. Yeah. She's not necessarily going to pull her weight. Like, they don't even... I don't know. It'd be like, you drive a car, you can fix a car, right? Pretty much. I... I have questions. We all have questions. So, anyway, it's classic uh, white savior complex. All right. So, uh, I think we're close to the shirtless Rob Lowe. Yeah, that's my next note. Yeah, she, she's walking around the elephant, uh, what do you call it? Orphanage. The orphanage. Yeah. 
And she accidentally goes into the wrong tent. Or is it the right tent? Because mm. she gets a peek of some Roblo abs. Mm-hmm. He's leaving the shower. He's not embarrassed to show off. He knows no. what he's doing. He knows what he's working with. But then some blonde chick comes into his tent and <laughs> seems slightly irritated that there's another woman in the tent. But, like, not mad enough at the same time. Okay, so, like, if they were dating, then she'd be like, who dis? But also, yeah, so based on her reaction, you can't really gauge her relationship to anyone in the movie. Just like the previous blonde, oh. that was, what, Kristen Davis's son? His girlfriend, you mean? Or her, her son's girlfriend, yeah. Girlfriend slash babysitter slash Yeah, who knows? Friend. It's just, just some blonde girl who... Is there. Is there. Do you think this movie disrespects blondes? Do you think there's a war out against blondes? Yeah, blondes are just a backdrop. Wow. Lot to take in. Here. That's one theme. That might be what we learn about Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she's not really explained at all. She's no, just she's kind just of like, dropped in. She's like, huh. And it's like, do you have a crush on Rob Lowe and you're jealous? Yeah. Do you and they sleep just, with him? They just kind of leave it at that. Are you friends with benefits? What's going on here? Yeah. So after this, uh, what do I do? Oh, right. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I would like to. Uh, so they go through a montage, which this is the first of many. Um, actually, I think there's already so been one. So for a, what is it? Is it a 90 minute film even? Yeah. Ooh, no, it's an hour and 20. For an hour and 20 minute film, it's got a lot of montage in there. Adding some meat. Uh, so if you're short on time, watch this movie. You can fast forward through the montages and it'll be about an hour. Yeah. So, um, although I mean, who doesn't want to see some giraffes to some rusted root? Because that's I don't know, if you're in a pinch and a rush and you want to get through the plot, like <laughs> uh, I gotta tear through this movie. I have to know what happens. Went, you can fast forward through montage. It's not like you're missing any dialogue. You're just missing the development of her becoming attracted to elephants. Is this when they go on the safari? Yeah. Yeah, and I think during the montages, when I wrote the note of White Savior Complex, oh, okay. that's when it became obvious to me of like, oh, they're tr- putting this person on a pedestal. Right. Is like, I don't know. I'm, uh, I have so many questions and I'm like not an expert on race relations, but I know that it doesn't sit right. Oh. We don't draw any conclusions on this podcast. No. But, I uh, leave it up to you, viewer and listener. But the theme is in there, so take it as, as you will. Take it as you will. Enjoy so, it. Uh, so, I remember why they're, the montage was because they're on a safari. Mm. Because she's supposed to be leaving the next day. But she decides to stay. She decides to stay, but anyway, she gets to go out uh, with Rob Lowe on a special safari. Where she learns that, or maybe later, she learns that he is a widower. That's right. He's not just a a ladies' man. He's somebody who lost a lady. Yeah, he sure is. Fifteen years ago. A lifetime ago. Yeah, so he has a tragic background, but that doesn't stop him from doing what he loves. I don't, they sometimes play him as, like, grisly, and they sometimes play him as, like, sensitive. Mostly grisly, I think. I don't know whether they're doing that to try to make him look like a complex character or whether... Of 16-year-old wrote it. Yeah. Whether a 16-year-old <laughs> or a Russian bot wrote it. I have Russian bot theories for sure. Uh, speaking of Russian bots, we get a Skype call between the mom and her son. Yeah. It's who's FaceTime. Off at college. They notably say FaceTime. Oh, it's, it's FaceTime. Branded Apple. That was lost on me. 
But anyway, you see the college environment that her son is in, and it's pretty contrived, just like people are sitting on desks. They're in like a white room with no windows and a bunch of desks. There's like one kid with a backwards hat. It's just like... They're clearly all like packed into a corner. It's like if somebody who has never been to college was like... imagines college to be. So a Russian bot. A Russian bot. This is how Russian bots write American college. Yeah, Russian bots never studied abroad in America, so they don't they don't get it. Yeah, they don't get it. But yeah, there's like he's like, "Hey man, I'm trying to study." Basically like sitting with his laptop and everybody else is like goofing off and throwing a football a very short distance like just over his head. Yeah, it it did not look natural. But, but they were like trying to Tom Brady it up. I mean, it was it was something else. Fast forward to like 3 months later. Oh, wait. I just think we need to bring in the Rob Lowe quote. Uh, and Netflix can sue me for using a direct quote, but nobody in the world needs ivory except an elephant. Preach. Preach. He's there. Get political. Let us know about the elephants. Man, I felt like I was being preached to so hard. and like <laughs> I couldn't stand it. I just had to press pause. I thought about walking away, but I love this podcast. Hung in there. All right. So uh, it's, uh, I think, about Christmas time three months later. We're getting close to it. Yeah. So if it was like August when she went, it's like. Yeah, yeah, then she finally gets her divorce papers, which yeah. I feel like, dude, if you're going to leave your wife, like, right after your son leaves for college, wouldn't you have, like, things lined up already? He seemed, like, already dead set on leaving. Why yeah, he had a pretty big plan. Yeah, why didn't he have, like, the actual paperwork put together? I don't know. I feel like, especially with the amount of money that they seem to have, Mm -hmm. like it would be important to get those things in order quickly. Right. So just to protect your assets. That's what moneyed people do. That's that's what I assume. That's what I feel like moneyed people should do. If I'd be a Russian bot, that's what I would (laughs) write about. (laughs) I think my next note is about, uh, do you want to see my dot, 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 question mark? Like Rob Lowe invites her into his tent to see under the pretense of a telescope. Right. And then they look at the stars. There's an <laughs> awkward shot where I, I can't even describe it. It's basically like she looks through the telescope and we watch her look through the telescope a little too long. And I wanted to know what she was looking at. But we don't really get to see it. We get to see the direction in which the telescope is pointed. Yep. Which is like like we're looking down the top of the barrel of the telescope for like... A few seconds too long. It's like, am I supposed to see something? <laughs> it, they could have put a shooting star in there. They could, yeah, that that would have been, been so easy. Yeah. Oh, man. That would have raised Missed this opportunity. movie a whole You know what, Netflix? We are waiting for the by the phone for our call to write one of these. So. We, we need an editor's recut. Yeah. We will be waiting for our call. Yeah, that scene was just kind of odd. But did they kiss in that scene? Kissing or they almost something. did? Did they almost kiss there and the girl interrupted? No, no they, they did, did kiss. kiss. Yeah. yeah, it was an actual kiss. But as they were pulling away, then this blonde, Mystery blonde lady. lady comes in. She's like, humph, I'm cutting your funding. Yep. Which, again, what sort of arrangement does she have with Rob Lowe? Yeah, like she funds the elephant sanctuary for some peen. <laughs> Which technically makes Rob Lowe a prostitute. 
yeah, I guess he's he's putting himself out there for the elephants. But that's how much he cares. That is how much he cares. Because nobody in the world needs ivory except an elephant. Uh, so, like, I don't know, that that scene kind of just, like, abruptly ended. And funding's being cut, but we, she's not going to find out about that until much later. No. But her son shows up for Christmas. Uh-huh. Before we get to the son, I think we need to talk about another character who's very important in this movie and we haven't touched on because he's not part of the romance. Right. And that's Jonathan. Jonathan is a hero. Jonathan really is is like the perfect sunny person who just like always seems to know what's good kind of is like a little mischievous you've seen this character in a thousand movies he's like suspiciously perfect you know he's wise he's he's got it all but why couldn't he have been the protagonist again a question i have note here that jonathan is african so or sorry probably note here that jonathan is zambian so Yes. I would prefer to see a movie in which, I mean, as much as I love like, what Like, what if the characters were switched? Like, what if she fell in love with just a nice guy who was Robert? Jonathan? Jonathan? <laughs> God. <laughs> Algus is really bad about people's names, just heads up. <laughs> and uh, and Rob, what if Rob Lowe was just, like, the background character who's also kind of a philanderer? And doesn't have his life together. I just had to take a moment to be like philander or philanthropist in my head. You could be both. You can be both, and he might be if you think about it. Would but would the movie be as good if Jonathan would have been like the love interest? Right, you kind of need a bad boy, like a kind of bad boy with soft side. But I feel like a background character back boy would also work. Like then you could get away with more mischief. Mm. The problem with being like a main character and mischievous is that there's like a limit of how much mischief you can do and get away with true but still netflix i would love to see you know a little more diversity in your coupling a little less uh at least for this movie i mean there are some other movies where it was well represented yes but this was clearly written for the boomer generation yeah, it does have a boomer feel to it. It oh. has a classic Hallmark feel to it, if yes. I may say. Right. Uh, except that Christmas is pretty minimal here. Yes, so this is the other elephant in the room. <laughs> that Christmas... Is his name Manu or Manu? <laughs> Christmas is just such a small part of this movie. It's a side piece, for Considering sure. the name of the movie is Holiday in the Wild, you expect it to be a Christmas movie. It's just a movie with Christmas in it. Yeah, it features Christmas. So now we can come to the son coming to visit. This is also when we find out that Jonathan apparently doesn't live with his family because he stays on the camp. Maybe he takes shifts. I don't know. And he like finally sees his family for the first time in a long time. Well, we don't know. They act like they're familiar, but they also like are clearly coming from somewhere else. I don't know. I have a lot of questions. His wife seemed awfully cheery if he's an absentee father. Is it just like a conjugal visit with his wife and just a... Uh... <laughs> and hello to his children. Hello to his children. Like, hello, you have grown. <laughs> hello, look how tall you are. Yeah, it, that struck me as weird. It's like, he's perfect, he's perfect. What's the deal with his family? And he also says a quote. I, I hope I wrote this down, but I thought it was like odd enough that I had to write it down. He says... No, this is a Merry Christmas ever. You know what? English not its first language. It is. He has a British accent. Well, okay. Like, South Africans have British accent. No, they have South African accents. Well, but it's like British-ish. Sure. It's not American. Right. It's not American. It's So I consider British-ish. Someone's going to yell at me. 
like Australian, Irish accents, and British accents are like all the same. Yeah. Not all the same, but they're like derived. Sure. I'm just saying people from South Africa. I'm just saying people from South Africa. Anyways, uh, I want to just say that there was, there was a token. The one thing that this movie did take care of was a token Santa character. Yes. There is one volunteer at this orphanage or employee. I don't know what it is. But he looks like the typical Coca-Cola Santa, and uh, he's does he? A, he looks like a guy named Merv who I mean, works in the next department. I mean, over. He's got he's a white guy with a white beard, and he's kind of jolly and plump. He didn't look that plump. He was more plump than other people. Yeah, okay, and yeah. Uh, he was quickly in a scene earlier, and then like during the the Christmas party, like he's obviously like Santa Claus. Uh, the son is playing his keyboard. He flew in. Yeah, like, the son's there. He has this nice woke conversation. I hate using that word, but it's it's clearly what they intended. He's well, so woke about his parents' divorce. He's like, I don't know why you guys didn't split up sooner. Gosh, mom, well, you guys haven't been in love I don't, forever. I don't know if that's woke. That's just kind of like that was his reality. He's his, aware of the situation. Maybe he knew that, like, geez, what are my parents doing still together? Like, that's all right. But oh, he, does, she, he does reveal that he's not going back to school. And he broke up with his girlfriend. So maybe that chick was his girlfriend. Maybe. We don't know. We never, they never connected the two. No. So there's a, a classic big city woman goes to Africa and hates the lack of amenities moment. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We forgot a quote. What's the quote? I'm not waiting 20 years to do what I want to do. And this pisses Kristen off. And uh, then she pays it forward to Rob Lowe, where uh, Rob Lowe doesn't quite understand. And then she's like, you don't even have kids. Which he said he always wanted kids. Yeah, so that was like a punch to the gut to him. So rude. Everybody's just real amped up around Christmas, I guess. Things aren't going well. Oh, so now I'm getting to the part of my notes where Rob is sleeping for funding. So I think... (laughs) There may have been a kiss later or something. Maybe the kiss happened here. I don't know. It's such a short movie, like the the time span between. There are some repetitive scenes somehow. Well, anyway, let's not. All right. So after Christmas, it's time for her to go back to New York. Yeah. Uh, and after Christmas and before New Year's, she gets a veterinarian job. She does. And I was wondering, did when did she get her license? Like. Aren't you supposed to keep that up? Well, maybe she took her boards every so many years just to uh, stay fresh. Didn't sound like it. I don't know. They didn't really... I don't know. Uh, she seemed a little bit out of practice. Um, maybe they just made her a vet tech and they were like, you can trim the nails. You can do the blood draws. Also, uh, she has a nice little FaceTime with Rob Lowe. Or no. With no, with Jonathan. Jonathan. And Jonathan explains like, oh, the funding has dried up. And she's like, hold up. I can, me... do, I can do my New York thing. She raises money. She convinces her husband to donate $108,000. Which is a very strange amount. Yep. Uh, and she does her ladies who lunch thing, and everyone is writing checks. And the elephant sanctuary is saved. Yep. They get a big bag of checks. Yep. And so uh, back to Kristen doing her veterinarian. Oh, wait. Important thing while she's talking to her husband about the funding. He's like, did you meet someone in Africa? And she's like, I did. I met me. Yeah, that was, that laid it on a little bit thick. But just in case you hadn't gotten it, she found herself post-divorce. Yes. But not not fully because she still has one more epiphany where she's in the waiting room at the animal 
clinic where she works. Yeah. And she's about to give a pedicure to some kind of fluffy dog. A podicure, if you will. A podicure. Uh, and about to prescribe some antidepressants for the dog. Uh, yeah. And then she has this epiphany that, like, she needs to be around elephants because these animals are no good. So she flies to Africa and then we enter a scene of the... Uh, Restaurant at the yep. hotel mm-hmm. from earlier. Roblo comes in, just talks to the bartender, chit chats. And he said, I got dinner for two for you. And he's like, Oh, what? Turn around. Harpstroms. And then, woman in the doorway, it's Kristen. All in white. Yeah. Looking gorge. Hugely dramatic. And then, like, they get married. They don't get married, do they? They let the elephant go. That's like the thing. They got married in the movie, right? No. I don't think so. I think they got married. I don't think (laughs) Please someone fact check this. I don't know. I want to hear from the fans what stupid things we said. (laughs) So yeah, they let their their elephant that they picked up go back out into the wild. And they tell it, make something of yourself. Rob Lowe tells it, make something of yourself. So not quite sure what that means in elephant terms. Um, yeah, I don't know. Get a stable job selling yep. popcorn at the watering hole to other animals. Circus peanuts. I always thought elephants ate those as a kid. Did elephants eat peanuts? They eat circus peanuts. <laughs> they eat little marshmallows that suck. And then they're and then like end movie. They walk away. And then we get a message about conservation. It's but a it's, support the efforts. But there's no organization or like website to go to. It's just like don't forget about elephants. Yep, support the efforts. Whatever that means. Here we don't we can't list any organizations because none of them who saw who who pre-screened this film were comfortable putting their uh, organization up. Yeah, which kind of frightens me a little bit that they couldn't nah. get an organization to be like, oh, this would be a great opportunity to get some funding. I felt like there was nothing missed out for me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right, maybe I don't know enough about elephants to see what the problems with the orphanage portrayal in the movie were. True. I did. Uh, I did appreciate all the cute elephant footage. I mean, they were pretty, pretty cute. Yep, it was. It was the movie was good for that. It was endearing. So this is where the snow meets the road. What are our overall opinions? Okay, so my review, I give a rating in Christmas trees just to remind our listeners, and um, it's out of five Christmas trees. And I think I'm going to give this one two and a half. There's not Oof. enough. Chris- I know it's really cruel. It's probably the lowest review I've ever given. There's not enough Christmas, number one, and they put holiday in the title. So I expected some Christmas. Bait and switch a little bit? A little bit of bait and switch. And I just, as mentioned before, I felt like there were some typical white lady goes to Africa and has issues, like, uh, treatment, which could have been avoided. I think they did, they avoided a lot of the stuff, but some of it just didn't sit very well with me in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I give it two and a half. I love Rob Lowe. I love Kristen Davis. Uh, I was just a little, a little disappointed. Yeah, the the acting was refreshing in the movie. Ooh. It was a nice refreshing moment. Was it as refreshing as a mojito mambo? Mambo. <laughs> it was as refreshing as a mojito mambo on a hot summer day. <laughs> on a hot African summer safari. Well, or would it be winter for them? Depends. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, all right. So. 
My rating is 3.5 Santa emojis. Ooh, that's pretty high. Yeah, I, I felt like the acting was really good. Yeah, it was cheesy in some spots, but that's to be expected. Yeah, it's true. This is the game we signed up for. It is the game. Uh, I think, yeah, definitely take away points for not having Christmas being part of the holiday movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's there. They have a good five-minute montage about that. Yeah. So I think it was uh, overall entertaining. It wasn't too terribly long. So even if someone would not have enjoyed it. It's over pretty quickly. Yep. Uh, okay. So Katrina, what did this movie teach you about Christmas? Well, and pardon the background noises of our son eating. Uh, <laughs> this is our lives now. Uh, what it teaches us about Christmas Sometimes that star you're following leads straight to yourself. So what what kind of gift of the Magi would you give to yourself? Me? Yeah. Like candy corn and peanuts? It's pretty good stuff. Candy corn, peanuts, pretzels, (laughs) M&M's. I mean, I have a better understanding of what those things are instead of frankincense and myrrh. Those are all embalming items, yes? I don't know. Our, our fact-checking department's pretty weak. We don't have a research department. Support us on Patreon and we'll start Googling <laughs> things ahead of this. <laughs> this podcast doesn't pay enough. <laughs> uh, Alright, uh, so my lesson is uh, the best gift to unpack is your true self. Okay. So I think uh, some pretty good lessons about Christmas. Yeah. Uh, maybe not about Christmas, but about divorcees. Yeah. Some lessons. Yeah. So... How to bag Rob Lowe. Yeah. I would like to know how to bag a bond like Rob, Rob Lowe. Well, maybe you can find out. You know, yeah, I Maybe read, I should just work out more. I, uh, oh, you mean like to get his bond or like to get with his bond? I mean, I don't sing that way, but like, I guess I don't know.